Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. I almost forgot that was my cue. <laughs> I'm just busy doing all kinds of other things oh, here that, so that I shouldn't be uh, doing. And, uh, you know, it's like trying to walk and chew gum at the same time. <clears throat> that dog don't hunt all the time. Welcome to another edition of Amo Francie's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker to France here. Yep. And in Los Angeles, our good friend Todd Roberts. Howdy. Hey, gentlemen. Yeah. I am here. You're there. We're all together. It is. And it is, uh, it's the last Saturday of April. Yeah. And this month has gone by fast. It has. Well, every month goes by fast anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, um, you know, it's, not, it's not like... Yeah, the days like days of our lives. It's like the months of our days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, anywho, it is the last Saturday of the month, and that means that it is time for movie Saturday. Yes, indeed. And uh, today we're going to be doing some movies about well, well westerns. Yes. And they're going to be about mining. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper down. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. It's like working for Phelps Dodge used to be in uh, Arizona. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> that little OP picker there, Tennessee Ernie Ford. <laughs> you own sixteen tons, and what do you get? Uh, a back, big hernia. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, working for the company store. I remember, I remember when the mines were still active uh, in Arizona. Yeah, San Manuel. And San Manuel, and uh, the company stores were still in existence. Phelps oh. Dodge ran them down in uh, uh, in Bisbee and Douglas, and uh, that's when they still had company towns. Company towns. Yeah, and, Sam and, Manuel was all company And you could town. use company script as well. Well, yeah, you, well, you could use it, but you'd have to use it because it wouldn't work anywhere else. It yeah. was only at those stores. But anyway, that's what we're going to do today is uh, songs about mining. We Bunker thought this would be a great idea to do, and I would have to agree with that. Um, well, you know, before we do this, I mentioned to Harry, I want to do a rant. Oh, yeah. And I'm not very good at rants, so... Uh, if Todd, you want to help me, because you're damn good at ranting, <laughs> and Harry's even better. But this is my this is my situation. Thursday, uh, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I always check my phone about once a day, generally before I go to bed. And I check my phone, and I got three messages, voicemails. Oh, that's okay. I'll just check on. So I check on it, and it comes back. Call ended. Well, I didn't make a call. I didn't. I kept trying. I couldn't get it. So the next morning, I call, I call Harry to find out if, if he was one of the messages, and I dial it and I push the call button. Call ended. My phone's not working. Hmm. It's not working. Hmm. So Friday, I went down to the the dealer, and I walk in and I I, I, I see I, right behind him the tech guy. So I I got him. I, <laughs> you the tech man? Yes, I am. I said, well, look. I pull out my phone and I say, he says, I know. Oh. I said, I said, but I haven't told you what the problem he's, he's is. He's clairvoyant. Yeah. Well, I don't think his name was Claire. Oh. I think it was Bob. Okay. Maybe Bob. Bob, Bob Boyan. Yeah. But yeah, I said, I said, <laughs> I said, it's not working. And there's another guy who walks up at the same time and pulls his phone out and he says, I know it's the same problem. Hmm. And what apparently what it was or is, is it's, it wasn't the phone. It wasn't the company. It wasn't the, the dealers. It was, I guess, I, you guys can correct me, the carrier, the, whoever it was that deals with the signal. Uh-huh. They, they switched from 4K to 5K, so all of these G, phones. G, not K. They, G. Oh, G, okay, whatever. It, it, it's a, of, one letter less, two letters less. G, 5G, <laughs> 4G. Anyhow, anyhow <laughs> it G'd me out of existence. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, this is all across the country. People are going, what's wrong with my phone? You, you think in the modern world today, in business, because, because apparently these the, the carriers are pretty much anonymous. 
Oh, yeah. And, but you'd think somebody along the, the chain there would have sent out a, some kind of blast of some kind Bunker. saying, hey, your phone's not going to work Bunker. Thursday. When do, you, where do you, when do you think you're living? In the 1940s? No, the 1840s. I mean, come on. Companies today could give a crap less. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Well, I just did. Oh, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> I, now that I'm illuminated, uh, we can get on with the show. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I, you know, you're absolutely right, Harry. Uh, they don't care. And the reason they don't care, and let, let me just, and I know we try to stay away from political stuff, but I'll just say Let's it. go for it today. Corporate America does not care about you. No. Corporate America does not care about the public. They don't care about anything other than profits. And they are, you know, big business is... Uh, not conservative. That's another thing. Yeah. So it, it is about, uh, at very best, populism. At the very worst, it's it's close to uh, some type of structured uh, socialism. Of course. Tyranny. That's what they want. And Tyranny. I think the best example of this is the the original uh, rollerball with James Caan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they talk about it. Yeah. Mo- mo- there is no more money. Yep. Everybody has a card, yep. and their card has so much on it. Got credits. You don't have, mm-hmm. There's no legal tender. There's no cash. There's no coins. Corporations own and control the world, and uh, every you have a job. In their case, he's an athlete, so he lives a pretty good living, and they do whatever they want. And uh, as long as he produces uh, in his sport, he does well, and therefore he's taken care of. But as soon as that doesn't, he can't do that, uh, they take everything away from him. That's right. So, the running um, man. Yeah, so, and by the way, uh, this is the extension of the corporation is an extension of, when I say socialism, socialistic government, because people are looking for the government to give their rights and companies or stores or whatever, Amazon, to give them their happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and that relates, you, and that goes right back to our topic of Western, mining Westerns, because those who, companies who were involved in the mining didn't care mm-hmm. what was going on. They wanted, big time, yeah. they wanted their stuff. They wanted right. their rock out of the mine, regardless right. of, of what happened or how they got it. You know, that's a good one because I got one to start us with. There. Very good. It's a doc. It's a doco drama or doco part half documentary half half whatever. So it might be true. Bisbee Seventeen. Okay. Have you heard of that one? No, uh, no. But, but you've heard. Of, you know the, about Bisbee yeah, Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this basically what it what it is is it is a retelling and in 19 what was it uh, let me f- find that exact date on here i'll just read this old mining town and arizona on arizona mexican border bisbee reckons with its darkest day the deportation of 1200 immigrant miners to the middle of the new mexico desert exactly 100 years before uh, locals collaborated on staging the react recreation of their controversial past. This won a 2018 Athens International Film Festival award, but they recreated the mm-hmm. actual event. And I can remember you know, local television. For once, they actually did a decent job of of covering some news that you know could be detrimental to. It, the I, I could be mistaken, image. but I think for. Fort Huachuca soldiers were called in to they quell were. the disturbance. The army was there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, mines goons were there. Uh, yeah, the, the mines, go- Phelps Dodge goons are the ones who actually got everything going. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 that's the way it is with, the, the, with corporations. The unions, the unions were big time, and the unions, you don't cross the union. No. I mean, you just don't. They were super, super, well, they were super powerful. And, you know, there's been some really great. I, I don't I don't think I have anything about the, the big stuff like that other than this, but they played such well. You remember when we did the couple couple years back when we did about the Irish in Arizona, yeah, yeah, and or the Irish in the West and up in Montana, uh, the big mine strikes and the wars mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just it's amazing stuff. My movie uh, uh, first to 
talk about here is uh, a favorite, uh, of course. Bar 20 Justice from 1938. Yeah. Top along Cassidy, Gabby Hayes, Russell Hayden, Gwen Gaze. Hoppy's friend Dennis owns a rich gold mine. Frazier, who owns the adjoining mine and wants the Dennis mine, has Dennis killed. Imagine oh. that. Hoppy takes over to uh, uh, running the uh, Dennis mine and learns Frazier's men sneak into uh, sneak into and work the Dennis mine at night. Mm. Hoppy captures one of Frazier's men only to be captured and returned by Frazier and left to die in a burning building. The, the, the great uh, scene in there where uh, uh, Gabby and uh, <laughs> there's a door that they don't know about, and it looks like a rock, oh, you know, that they can open the door. Sliding rock. Yeah, sliding rock doors. And uh, that's how the guys are getting back back and forth in those mines. Uh, Bar 20 Justice, uh, 1938, I think that was number three or four in the Hoppy um, uh, uh, movies. Good movie, of course. You know, if it, it just turned Hoppy on the mining corporations, He'd have took care of that. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Well, as long as we're on that line, this is kind of simple. We, we were talking about this just before we came on. This is a Harry Carey Western okay. from 1920 called West is West, and it was directed by Paul Paul. Uh, one of the interesting things to me is it's based on a story by Eugene Manlow's Rhodes. Okay. Now... For those of you who love Western literature, he is one of the most important Western writers out there. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't read his stuff, you should. Uh, one of our favorite Joel McRae movies is based on mm -hmm. his stories. Mm -hmm. But in this one, uh, uh, Harry is a cowboy that uh, rides into his mining town, and he needs a job. And so uh, he, this mining guy from the, from the mining corporation hires him. Yeah, oh, I got me a job. And he meets the, he meets the uh, corporation president's daughter, who's very attractive. Of course. And I believe that's Sue Mason. Anyhow, he finds out that his job is to be a strike breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't say it with him, but, you know, he took the job, so, you know, your word's your word. So he, he goes down and infiltrates. Well, he finds out what's going on, and he thinks that these guys... These guys are the, the miners are in the right, yeah. and these guys at the, at the corporation are in the wrong. Right. So he sets up a phony incident to trap them. Well, it turns out the mine, the corporation, the guy at the head of the corporation is a dude. He's been, he's one of his flunkies that's been doing all this. Anyhow, Harry exposes them, gets the girl, everything's happy. Now, this is a side note, and also, I got this one from Gene Freeze, uh, you know, a great contributor to the show. I was talking with him last night, and he, he, he told me that this part of this was shot here in Arizona, okay. up at Jerome, and they used the United Verde Mine. All right. So that's kind of a neat little footnote, I think. Todd Roberts, what's your movie? Well, um, you know... I love McKenna's gold. I know there's no mine in it, but there's a lot of gold. Yes, sir. That came out of a mine, and <laughs> there's also Julie. They're searching they're, for gold. Well, no, they, the mine, the gold is there. They're, you're right. They're trying to track down the legend of this gold existence, but of course it has Julie Newmar, so that's pretty golden in my eyes. Gotcha. Um, of course, the Lone Ranger and the Lost City of Gold. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, the spoilers with John Wayne and Marlena Dietrich. Oh, man. All of the spoilers. Uh, you talk about some treasure. Boy, I'll tell uh, you. The, sister bro the Sisters Brothers. Oh, um, yes. That was, let's talk wow, about that. Yeah, boy. Yeah. That, that's a, uh, that was good. That's a sleeper. That's a sleeper movie. Yeah. Talk about that, Todd. Well, you know, you've got John C. Riley, who I just think is just is so good you know uh, no matter what he does he just does it well um he doesn't you know he doesn't uh, he he kind of crawls inside of every character that he plays and it's a tremendous talent you know it, it really is and i i don't i don't know how he does it but he does it i mean i just saw him in uh uh that uh the show about uh him playing jerry jerry bus uh you know, uh, in the Laker movie, 
and he's just it's amazing how he how he gets inside these people and and is able to take it to another level you know it's just it's truly amazing and it's a funny thing there's a lot of got a humor you know humor and warmth and and all sorts of things and and you know a guy that shall i say is likable in spite of him we like him in spite of him being himself yeah well, you know, there's there's a, there's a great line. And Joaquin Phoenix was really outstanding in this. But there's a great line in there where Riley is talking about how uh, uh, Joaquin shot their father, and he said, and he's upset. He says, he says, he says, that was my job. I should have done it. I was the older brother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite the sleeper movie. All right, we're going to do our first commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts. We are streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch just north of uh, Tucson. And uh, it's Movie Saturday. We're talking about mining. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. Well, we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to Best Westerns, Voices of the West at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. We've got to get the judge and Jim Bannister out of this community or we're out of luck. The only place in the town is doing any business is the jail and most of my men are in it. This is the Voices of the West. you can't talk about mining westerns without some saloon music right you know speaking of all your all the all the henchies in jail yeah i was watching the 10 the 10 hole thing this, yeah. this morning uh showdown of wyoming or whatever the title yeah. was and the head hench guy he's been caught by uh tim and chico and tied to a tree <laughs> and the boss comes riding up he finds him right hey over here and he, the boss comes riding up <laughs> And of course, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. The boss shoots him. Yeah, and he's going to slump down. And I thought, God, what a what a wonderful boss. That's you the know, way this should be. There no you things. go. 
Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France and Todd Roberts with you. Uh, movie Saturday, uh, the topic, mining westerns or westerns that take place in mines, have mines, oh, prospecting, prospecting, stuff, mining to, town. stuff to do with digging up rock. Yeah. Or a whole big pile of gold. Or there something. you go, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I right. always said there's more gold in your teeth than there is in the earth. Uh, probably so. Okay, my movie, next movie, comes from 1944. Now, you notice I'm focusing on the bees. That's good Because experience. that's what I love. Yeah. Uh, Gangsters of the Frontier. Ooh. Tex Ritter, Dave O'Brien, and Guy Wilkerson. Whoa. Uh, they're Texas Rangers, of course. Tex put the Kern gang away once, but they've returned with reinforcements and have taken over the town of Red Rock, capturing the townsmen and forcing them to work for them in the gold mines. Cheap labor. Cheap labor. Dave and Tex then organized the ranchers into the Territorial Rangers, and after blowing up the mines to keep the gang from getting the gold, they're ready for the showdown between the two sides, by golly. Nobody can get the gold. No. It, you know, great stuff. Oh, yeah. Tex Ritter, Dave O'Brien, Guy Wilkerson, they, they were paired together or trioed together, I guess, uh, for a lot of films uh, as the Texas Rangers uh, or Texas the Ranger or the Lawyer and Dave O'Brien and Guy Wilkerson are the Rangers. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, however you know, it works they, out. They, they had side jobs. Yeah, I mean, good good stuff. But, you know, I, you think about it. If we handled our problems today like they did in the B-Westerns. You wouldn't have problems. We wouldn't have these kind of problems. Yeah, yeah. Of course, a lot of us would be in jail, probably. <laughs> probably, well. No, the jails are too busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got one here for you. This is another documentary. But this one, I think, is really, really important to all of us film lovers, especially the silent stuff. It's called Dawson City. Frozen Time. Uh-huh. Uh, it premiered at the Venice Film Festival of September 2016. And what it is, it uh, depicts the unique history of this Canadian gold rush town by chronicling the life cycle of a singular film collection that they found in uh, 1978. They were excavating a uh, building that had been the old hockey rink, swimming pool, you know, yeah. combination, and they earned, unearthed reels and reels and reels of film, wow. approximately 533, oh dealing mostly with the silent era, huh. and it, basically it's uh, the history of Dawson, uh, early America, Hollywood, there's wow. new, newsreels, the Black Sock, it has a, one of them is the Black Sock, uh, 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 series game you know, yeah, from 1919. Yeah, the, where, yeah where, where the Sox got where yeah. Sox through the World Series. Yeah. And there's footage from oh that. Oh my God! And I was I was Shoeless Joe, say it ain't so. Yeah. And you know, there's just there's clips from films wow. and movies and newsreels. You imagine finding something like that? And oh, they they're, they're, they've been busy restoring it, you know, yeah. as best they can. Wow. That to me, that to me is like. You know, it's like a shot in the arm. It's, it's, it, it just gives me hope that maybe there are some good things happening in the world. Yeah. Todd, you got another movie? I do. Uh, I just, you know, this is going to come out of left field, but uh, Chaplin's The Gold Rush uh, ah. is just magic um, in so many ways. It, uh, uh, not just about the gold rush, as it were, in the 1890s in Alaska, but... You know, Chaplin at his best, uh, when he's cooking the shoe, the boot, um, because they have no other food, or uh-huh. when he's when he's um, when he's bored and he sticks his his fork in the uh, in the two little kind of buns, I guess, and does a little dance with them as if they're legs on a dancer. And, yeah. You know, there's so much stuff, and there's a great scene where two guys are wrestling with a rifle, and uh, Chaplin's sitting on the other side of a table. He's separated from them with the table, and they're wrestling, and the and the and the barrel of the of the rifle keeps coming back and pointing towards him, almost like a compass. Mm-hmm. You shake a compass, and it goes back to north. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's he's sitting there on the side of the table, and these two guys are wrestling. And 
no matter what what he does, if he moves, the, the rifle goes right to him. And he goes to the other side, it goes right to him. Sometimes he'll it gets to him and he'll push it and it comes it back. Right, and he right pushes down. it away and it comes back. And there's so many sweet little things in this film. The genius uh, of Chaplin. The genius of maybe the greatest, uh, the greatest filmmaker. Uh, you know, uh, as so many, uh, I forget exactly who said it, but um, you know, just in the Chaplin, Chaplin makes films, and we just all sit and watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he was director, producer, editor, and wrote the screenplay. And I want I want to focus on one of the people in the thing because he never gets his just recognition. That's an actor named Joe Brown, John Brown. He was the bear. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, another scene you left out is the scene where. Uh, uh, Chaplin's partner there at the cabin is hallucinating from hunger and he looks at Chaplin and he sees this <laughs> he sees giant yeah. chicken <laughs> and that is hilarious yeah. oh yeah. There's, and there's a little footnote uh, at that time uh, Chaplin's child bride she worked on it as an extra at, in the Chinook Pass scene and they shot that up at Truckee and if you've ever seen actual footage of the Chinook Pass, and you see his footage of it, you can't tell the difference. Wow. Mm. The man was a master. Wow. Yeah, he, he was, there's no, there's, uh, you know, it's him for or, uh, Orson Welles, uh, Kurosawa, and John Ford. Yeah. That's, that's really about it. It, it. He's just a true master. Another one I love so much uh, because it has all the right elements in every way. Uh, it's Jimmy Stewart and John McIntyre. Anthony Mann directed it. Borden Chase wrote it. Ruth Roman is, yeah. is uh, the girl. Uh, and, of course, we have Robert Wilkie as the bad man. Walter Brennan. Uh, Harry Morgan. Right. <laughs> and The Far Country. Yeah. Uh, just so, Wonderful. so well. Ch Chubby Wonderful. Johnson. Royal Dano. Jack Elam, golly, what a, just what a great film. Now, I've got one here for you that uh, you guys are going to probably want to stand up and salute because it's that good. The Hanging Tree, 1959, Delmer Dave's uh, title song, sung by Marty Robbins, but Carrie Cooper, Maria Schnell, Carl Malden, George C. Scott, which was also his first film job, Carl Swenson, Ben Piazza, Virginia Gregg. Wow. And what a cast. It, what a cast. And in it, uh, uh, Cooper is this frontier doctor with a past. And, this, and they're in the, the, the Gold Rush town. And it's a great town, really mm -hmm. well portrayed. And they, this girl is brought in who has been blinded. And he takes her in and works on her, restores her sight. Uh, in the meantime, Malden is just... He is just creepy, uh, <laughs> creepy, creepy. Uh, he insinuates himself with her and Ben Piazza, and they get a strike that they, mm. they hit gold. And anyhow, by the end of it, uh, they've got uh, Cooper up on a wagon with a rope around his neck because uh, he's killed Malden in a fair fight. And uh, they're going to hang him, and she comes up and she buys his life with the claim. Wow! 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 What do you think of the hanging tree there, Toto? Well, I I, I think it, it it just it's got great twists, a, a tremendous cast. Um, of course, we love Delmer Daves. We've done a show about him, and uh, he often is directed films that we uh, will do a subject show on. Yeah, and he's there. Um, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with that crowd and. You know, Malden, as usual, um, kind of steals a film. Yes. You know, like he does there, like he does in Cheyenne Autumn, like he does in um, uh, One Eye Jacks. You know, you you don't see him coming. You know, you know he's there, but you don't see his performance coming, and it just comes out of of the most unusual places with uh, unusual character choices. And that's a great example of it. Uh, another one I love so much is High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood uh, and Mitch Ryan. 
uh, you know, and uh, although there's no mine, there well, there is a mine. Yeah, there's the miners. Miner yeah. Community. Well, and the reason is the whole picture is revolves around is the mine they discovered, and they're mining it. The town is the townspeople, and they find out it's on government land. Uh huh. So the sheriff. Uh, says, you know, hey, uh, guys, uh, this isn't good. Uh, we're on government land. We're stealing from Uncle Sam. And so they don't have the courage to, or they don't have the, the way, uh, a way with words to get him to let it alone. He won't be bribed. So they don't have the courage to kill him, so they hire three killers to kill him, and they whip him to death. Mm. And that High Plains Drifter comes in later, and at the end, the little uh, uh, midget dwarf, whatever you want to call him, who's uh, the in sheriff. the film, he keeps saying to him, you know, what's your name? He says, you know, uh, he, and finally at the end he looks at him, he goes, you know my name. And as he rides away, what you realize is that Clint Eastwood is the reincarnation of the sheriff. <laughs> and, that's what uh, we want to believe. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to believe. Well, they keep talking about the tombstone. Yeah. The tombstone, the tombstone. It's another one that I got to say is... Western, yeah. Yeah, uh, another one that I love so much is The Lone Ranger, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but it's okay, is the uh, silver... Uh, load in the Lone Ranger from 2013. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, golly, that last scene on the on the on the. What happened? Did we lose you, Todd? It was it was because he mentioned the Lone. Can you hear me? Now we I'm got here. you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. All those rail cars full of silver, just more silver you can ever imagine. Yeah. And of course, the silver does the bad guy in because it goes over. Into the uh, into the river, the the bad guys in the river, and the silver comes down on top of them and drowns them and kills them. Yeah, what a way to go, Karma. Well, I've got one for you. Well, hang, okay, uh, do it quick and then we'll take a oh, break. Okay, Lust for Gold. Okay, 1949. Director Sylvan Simon, uh, Ada Lupino, Glenn Ford, Gig Young, Edgar Buchanan, Will Greer, Paul Ford, Jay Silverhill, Eddie Waller takes place up in the Superstition Mountains. It's a story about Jacob Walsh and the Lost Dutchman Mine. And it is, a, it is, it's a dark Ford, and I'm not talking about a dirty car. <laughs> it's just a dark Ford movie, and it's a shame he didn't do more dark Ford things, because he was really, he was really vile. And Ida Lupina gets her just desserts in this one. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our second commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker of France, Todd Roberts with you, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch. It's Movie Saturday. We're talking about mining in Westerns. We'll be back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting place courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I've joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne. 
Charlie King, and some of the best head hinches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hinch without the proper hinches around you. And that's just a gentle hinch. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Renna henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. My name is Neil Summers. I started my 53-year stunt profession on High Chaparral and Gunsmoke and a few other shows. And I'm still active, and uh, I want to thank Voices for the West for having me on. And we're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker France, Todd Roberts with you. Uh, he's in Los Angeles. Yeah. We're here in Tucson. Yeah. And our good friend... Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you went blank. The, 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 the well, caboose just, just derailed. You know, I'm glad you played that because I forgot I was going to I was going to mention this. Yesterday was Neil's birthday. Thank you so much. That's I, where I was trying to go. And I talked to him uh, today because of the phone situation we mentioned oh earlier. Oh my god! And he sounded good. Uh, he just got over a bout of double pneumonia. But like all stuntmen, he's just too tough to die, <laughs> and he's going to keep on hauling. Now, I want to talk about a fellow that did die this week. Okay. Only did one Western, okay. but he was beloved by a lot of people. Harry Belafonte yeah. passed away, did Buck and the Preacher. Yep. And I've got to say, you know, he's you almost... You worked on that one, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. Oh, I, I wish I had. Did. But he is almost unrecognizable in that. Mm-hmm. He does a marvelous job. I wish he'd done more. Cameron Mitchell was the bad guy in that. And he, of course, Cam being Cam. And also, I want to mention that uh, this Wednesday, past Wednesday, was Ulysses S. Grant's birthday. So happy birthday, Les, and happy birthday, Neil. And U.S. And goodbye, Harry. All righty then. Uh, let's see. A couple of movies to uh, talk about here for mining. Uh, let's see. We got uh, from 1947, The Bells of San Angelo. Yes. Roy Rogers with Dale Evans, Andy Devine. Along the Mexican border, Roy joins Western novelist Dale in a search for smugglers. They discover a silver mine. And that's all I'm going to say about it because it's got Dale. It's got Dale in it. Harry Harry has this Dale veil. No Dale. Veil that drops in front of his eyes. No Dale. No Dale. I want to go back again to Harry Carey again. All right. Because I love Harry and I know Harry loves Harry. Oh, yes. It's called If Only Jim. From 1921. Oh, I think I've watched. It's five reels. And basically what it is is Harry is a gold miner, Jim Golder. And he's in love with Miss Dot, the local post office mistress. And his reputation uh, for being lazy and shiftless is kind of stopping his uh, love life from going anywhere. But it all changes when he finds an Indian baby. And he starts working the mine, and the mine starts producing, and the bad guys notice this, and they start coveting. They try to frame him, steal the baby, and steal the mine, uh-huh. and steal Miss Dot, but they can't beat Harry. No, never. Never, never. Never. Ha- I'm trying to look and see if... Now, how about north to Alaska? There's a good one. There's a good one. Henry Hathaway, uh, 19, what was it, 1960... John Wayne, of course, Stuart Granger, Ernie Kovacs, who we lost too early in life. Mm. Fabian, which did a good job. He was a better little actor than people thought. Capucine, who was just beautiful. Mickey Shaughnessy, who was funnier than all hell. Uh, Carl Swenson, doing what Carl Swenson does better than anybody. <laughs> uh, Joe Sawyer, one of my favorites. It did, doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Kathleen Freeman, who is probably... 
the next door lady in every western you ever saw mm-hmm. and every other uh, uh, dragnet you ever saw. <laughs> uh, John Quaylen, my one of my John Ford's favorites and one of mine. Uh, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. But uh, basically, uh, a con man, which is uh, Kovacs, tries to jump the claim of uh, Stewart and uh, Wayne. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have any luck. He tries to use Coppicene to get in there. She falls in love with it. But they have one of the greatest movie fights, uh, saloon fight, street fight, mud fights of all time. The Trail Beyond from 1934, continuing on with the Duke. He's uh, hunting, this is one of those Lone Pine movies, he uh, hunts for a missing girl and finds himself in a fight over a gold mine as well, and uh, this one has uh, Noah Beery Sr. and Jr. in it, uh, at odds with one another, (laughs) Um, which they usually, I don't think they ever acted together as, you know, you know, junior working for senior or anything like that. I think they were always at odds with with one another in their characters. I think they did. In their oh, oh, they're not 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 on the same side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in their characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't, so, I don't think they did either. Todd Roberts, your turn. Vera Cruz, oh, Harry Cooper, yes. Burt Lancaster, yes. Charles Bronson, Ernest Borgnine, Jack Elam, uh, um, Henry Brandon. Uh, it's just a tremendous cast. Ernie Borgnine. Of course, of course Robert Aldrich, uh, you know, directed it. And it's just such a well-made film, written uh, by uh, Borden Chase, again, who wrote another one of our previous films we talked about. It, it's just it's so good. Cesar Romero, uh, George McCready, uh, Morris Ankrum. Just it goes on and on what and a on. Cast, this film. Man. Yeah. A cast that is just—it's uh, an amazing cast, and it's the film. Jack Lambert, by the way, Jack Lambert, of course, is one of the bad guys in *Bend to the River* and one of the bad guys in uh, other great Anthony Mann films. Uh, he had these kind of beady eyes, uh, mm-hmm. and he was so good. Um, and Archie Savage is Ballard, um, who. Uh, his loyalty uh, to Burt Lancaster is repaid with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so great is that character. But this is just the film that made Danny Malleton, our good friend, uh, uh, want to come to the United States from Serbia. And uh, he saw this film when he was about six or seven years old uh, in Serbia, former Yugoslavia, and he said, that's what I want. I want a, a, a horse, a gun, and a cowboy hat. And well, I'm he's got go two of them. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And he came to the United States, in. and that was it. No, yeah. he's got the gun, and he's got the cowboy hat, but he doesn't, oh, have, he the, sure does. he doesn't have the horse yet, yeah. that I know of anyway. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't have the horse. Well, I've got, but, uh, this is the greatest, I think, the greatest prospecting movie in fact, one of the greatest movies of all time. All right. And Todd's going to hate me for stealing his thunder. The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, <laughs> 1948. I just love this film. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of the first films I ever watched with Nola. Uh, I, I, That's a bonding cousin, moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my cousin, who's now gone, it was his favorite film. Um, I love this film. I always have loved it. I love uh, Tim Holt, and I love Bogart. Uh, and Walter Houston, working with his son, uh, John Houston, he gets he gets the Academy Award. Yeah, Bruce uh, Bennett, for best supporting Barton actor. McClain. Bruce Beckett, yeah, Barton McClain. Bobby McClain. Wasn't Bob Steele in that one Bob Steele in that one? No, no, Bob. Uh, yeah. Bobby Bate. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steele was in little, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And, Robert Blake plays the kid with the lottery tickets. Yeah. And, you know, uh, oh, and Alfonso Bedoya, how can we forget mm-hmm. him, you know? And, you know, Houston wrote the script and directed it, you know. It just, and I think he had his dad in mind when he was doing it. All right, here's the one that, um, I believe this is the one that saved Warner Brothers. Uh, it's Win, Win, Rin Tin Tin oh. in The Lone Defender, 1930. Yeah. Um, the prospector is murdered by the Cactus Kid and his gang who hoped to find the murdered man's gold mine. The miner's dog, Rin Tin Tin, recognizes the killers, who thereafter seek to use the dog to locate the lost mine with the help of a government agent and a young girl. 
Rinty saves the mine, brings the bad guys to justice. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was number one star for almost ten years in the world. He he, he was, and and uh, he, as <laughs> one of the as one of the Warner <laughs> brothers said, <laughs> that damn dog saved us yeah. <laughs> 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 because of the, the sound the sound business. He's our guest. Is guest special? What is that? What is that, Renny? <laughs> <laughs> Just give him a ball, and he's happy. Uh, Walter Miller and June Marlowe are the other stars, along with. Um, uh, uh, Rennie and uh, William Burt, Bennett Cohen and Harry Fraser wrote the thing. The uh, Richard Thorpe is the director of that uh, three and a half hour serial. I want another one. I want to steal away from uh, Todd before he gets a chance to do it, and that's McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yeah. Warren Beatty, Julie Christie, 1971. Robert Altman. Uh, it just one of the best depictions of a frontier. Uh, mining town in the winter time. I mean, I had I had to leave the theater and get a coat. It was so cold. <laughs> uh, they shot it up in Vancouver. Real snow, uh, almost real time in shooting. Mm-hmm. One of the best sound sound productions on a movie of all times. And basically, uh, Beatty is an ambitious small timer that opens up a bordello. And uh, Julie Christie is his head madam, and he dies in the snow, and she's stoking up an opium pipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking back to Treasure Share Madre, Walter Houston's Oscar speech was many, many years ago, I brought up a boy, and I said to him, son, if you ever become a writer, try to write a good part for your old man. (laughs) Well, by cracky, that's what he did. Yes, he did. That's Uh, that's a good song. And I'll bring you another one uh, that I'm going to get some hate mail for, but that's okay, Uh, which is uh, Paint Your Wagon. So, Yes, it, it, it should have been a fabulous film based on the cast and Which everyone one? involved. Paint Your Wagon. Paint your oh, wagon. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the last, you know, at the real tail end of musicals in Hollywood. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a cast of just everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the reason I love the film so much is because of Lee Marvin. I'm always attracted to anything he does. Um I love his striped pants and his mule ear boots, and uh, he's just, he's got a great outfit, and, a, and of course he, uh, you know, everyone likes to talk about his playing a drunk in Kapaloo, but playing this drunk, I think he's even better. Oh, honestly. he's awesome. The, he's the, really good. The, the, and of course we have Gene Seberg, yeah. who's just, uh, just a feast for the eyes. The bit, the auction scene with... When he buys her, <laughs> yeah, that, that is hilarious. Well, you know, one of the highlights for me in that film was Harv Presnell singing Mariah. That that's one of my favorite songs, anyway. All right, we're going to do our final commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker, the France Todd Roberts, with you. We're streaming from the White Stallion Ranch. It's Movie Saturday. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson. 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello? I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn to- I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Take Dodge City over there. Gamora of the Plains, they call it. Jump-off spot. People coming and going all the time, good, bad, and worse. Temper's high. A man will draw his gun quicker to prove a point than he'll draw on his logic. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, and by golly, we could listen to that. I'll bet you Ragtime Cowboy Joe tried his hand at mine. I reckon he did, although yeah. I'd never find, I haven't been able to find out because you can't find the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Johnny Mac Brown is uh, the star in the movie, and uh, uh, they say it's not available. A uh, lost movie or just misplaced? Apparently it's a lost movie somewhere. Yeah, misplaced. But uh, Ragtime Cowboy Joe, Johnny Mac Brown, 1940, I think, yeah. 41. Well, I have I've been got searching for it. Lost here. All right, quickly. It's Road to Utopia. <laughs> Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Dorothy Lamore, Douglas Dumbrell, Jim Thorpe, Robert Benchley, Robert Barat, uh, and it's basically the boys, Hope and Crosby, wind up in Alaska posing as two famous escape killers mm-hmm. in order to locate a secret gold mine. I mean, you can't get much better than that. I think you can. You can't? Uh, I think you can. You can? Yes. Well, enlighten me. The vigilantes are coming, by golly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got me there. <laughs> Pardon me, from 1936. This is a uh, Rep- uh, Republic film serial. It's their third one. 
and listen to the cast. Robert Livingston as Don Loring, the mild-mannered church organist and masked vigilante <laughs> eagle. Kay Hughes as Doris Colton. McGuinn, Big Boy Williams as Salvation, the leader of the vigilantes. Raymond Hatton as Whipsaw, another California vigilante. Fred Kohler Sr. is uh, Jace, General Jason Burr. He sounds like a bad guy. He is conspirator with Count Raspinoff, aiming to oh, become supreme dictator yeah. of, Ra- <laughs> of Russian California. Robert Rorwick is Count Ivan Raspinoff, emissary of the Russian Tsar, aiming to conquer Mexican California and claim its gold. William Farnham is Father Jose, the local priest. <laughs> the supporting cast, Bob Cortman as Boris oh. Petrov, a Cossack. John Merton as Rance Talbot, one of General Burr's henchmen. Lloyd Ingram as John Colton, a mining engineer. William Desmond as Anderson, a rancher vigilante. Yakima Canute Yay. as Barsom, one of General Burr's henchmen. This is one of Head this inches. was this is uh, Yak's one of Yak's first um, acting shots? acting jobs, as opposed to in just sound. doing yeah, as opposed to doing as, an actor. as opposed to doing stunts yeah. in sound, yeah. Tracy Lane is Clem Peters. Bud Pope is Ivan. Steve Clemente is Pedro. Oh, Bud Osborne. Bud Osborne is Harris, one oh. of General Burr's henchmen. And Ray Crash Corrigan is Captain Charles Fremont, U.S. Army captain. Now, the... I want to watch that one. Plot, I haven't seen that enough since I was a kid. This is great, man. This is... Uh, this is <laughs> Serial was made between 28 May and 17 June. And, uh, it, like I said, it was their third... Third serial for um, for what do you call it, Republic? Yeah. Uh, following the discovery of gold in Mexican California in 1844, Russian Cossacks led by Count Ivan Raspinov, in collusion, in collusion with General Jason Burr, attempt to invade California and turn it into a Russian colony with Burr as its dictator. In, in doing so, they round up slaves to work the mines, and General Burr has Don Loring's brother and father murdered to acquire their or rich land. When Don returns, having been away at the time with Salvation, Whipsaw, and Captain John Fremont, he assumes the masked identity of the Eagle to stop them and get his uh, revenge. Yes. He's aided by a group of vigilantes assembled from the California ranchers, fighting both General Burr's henchmen and Raspinoff's Cossacks while awaiting the arrival of Captain Fremont's American troops before the colony becomes official. One of the funny parts in this movie, and I, I believe serial. this or serial, I believe that it is in this one, when there is a, uh, there's a secret entrance, underground secret oh, entrance, yes. going to, uh, or from the mine to the house or whatever, and when they go that way, it they show, uh, uh, you know, the, like you're uh, walking underground. They, yeah. They, they, Bronson Cave. Yeah. Bronson Cave. It, it is just And they have so, the sliding rock that you can go slip from the house to the know, it, cave. Yeah. It's a Republic cereal, for God's sake. It's so damn good. And uh, next one. So I got two more. Okay. You got two more. Garden minutes. of Evil. Yes. Richard Whitmark, Cameron Mitchell, Gary Cooper, yep. and Susan Hayward. Ooh. Yeah, Red so head. good. Red so head. good. Uh, and then Pale Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Clint Eastwood and, of course, Carrie uh, uh, Sodgrass and John Russell. Uh, Sean Penn's uh, uh, um, younger brother, Chris Penn. He was good. And, in uh, boy, everybody's so good in that film. Too bad Chris Penn's a better actor than his brother. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, well, you know, and I love that line uh, where he he grabs the axe handle and he takes all the bad guys on and he knocks them all silly and they're all laying on the ground and he goes, nothing like a good piece of hickory. <laughs> well, I want to leave us with this one. Tide of Empire, 1929, black and white. It was a silent and mono. No. You know what that means? No. Okay, well, what that means is that the, it was released in two versions, okay. a silent version and a mono version. The mono version had a musical score, oh. sound effects, and uh, that and some some dialogue and I guess background dialogue. Yeah, and that was and that was an alternate release of it. Was that a Vitaphone release? No, Does this was MGM actually. MGM, they, they didn't a, use Vitaphone. It was a 72 minutes. 
Alan Dwan directed it from a Peter D. Kane novel. Uh, the cast, I never heard of them. Renee Adore, George... Uh, oh, actually, this guy I heard of. George Dure was really Tom Keene mm -hmm. before he changed his name. George Fawcett, uh, Bill Foyer, Fred Kohler. Uh, they shot it at Agora and Beale's Cut. And I thought that was kind of interesting right. because it was a transition western. Hey, fellas, this has been a good one, man. Yes. Uh, pretty doggone good. Oh, a Tennessee partner. All right. Oh, well, you know, Red Heart. There you go. Yeah. Every now and then we come up with something good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. We found, we found the lost treasure. We did. All right, that's it for this edition of Emil Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker of France, Todd Roberts with you. Todd is going to be in Hawaii next oh, week. So, aloha, aloha. Uh, yeah, we won't have him with. He'll be investigating those uh, Hawaiian ranches. Paniohi Cowboys. Uh -huh, and looking for uh, guests for us. Yes. See, it's a working vacation. Yes, absolutely. That way he yes. can get paid. Bring, <laughs> bring, bring, us, bring us back some uh, hula dancing cowgirls. There you go. Woo! Well, they'll bring ropes. <laughs> so you you might get roped into something you might not we be might. bargaining for. That's uh, it for this edition. Till next week. 78, 79, 80 lost minds to you out there. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.